0: That's B O D I dot com.
1: Hi, I'm Abby. And I'm Vanessa. And you're listening to the Real Moms of Bravo, a weekly podcast where we recap your favorite Bravo shows in 30 ish minutes every week. And I mean, I just feel like there's a lot of Bravo right now, and it's a lot to take in. And I know at times it's overwhelming but I'm getting really sad that we're slowly going to have less and less shows and nothing's going to come back to replace it because of COVID. You're absolutely
2: right. That I've kind of like put it in the back of my mind, at least below deck med, we're getting a new season, which we found about out about that trailer came out today. So we'll have that to look forward to. And that trailer looks good. Um, But yeah, the housewives I'm curious to see what's going to happen. Southern charm. They stopped filming, but with South Carolina as a, state opening up who knows
1: i know do you think they're going to start filming because i feel like so many of the cast members have actually said that like i've been very vocal and have said they don't think the state should open up i don't see cam filming i think she's like i'm a mom my husband is a doctor i'm not gonna risk it
2: you took the words out of my mouth i (laughs) kind of agree with that i feel like cam i can see some people like cam refusing to film But I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Abby and I were having a off the record conversation about this and there's so much that we just don't know. And I think we can all agree that we want to get back to some sense of normalcy and there's no way of knowing what the world's going to look like unless we don't start to do that and take responsible measures. So I don't know. I mean, I would love to see like people get in fights with like water guns if they can't throw their drink on them, just like squirt
1: them with a water gun. Almost like throwing a drink on somebody could be like the equivalent of like, knowingly passing along like an std or something i mean it's yeah. like it's like a really shitty thing to do to expose somebody to that right now i didn't even think about that or like no, spitting in their gonna... face like you can't spit in people's faces no anymore. we've seen all sorts of things on these shows so
2: who knows i mean i kind of feel like since they've already started to film and who knows if they i mean we know that orange county ladies were taking videos from home i would imagine southern charm maybe are doing the same thing so who knows what's going to happen? We're going to get a million dollar listing LA. That's coming soon. Yes.
1: I think they're going to start delaying the releases as we're seeing with Potomac. And a lot of people are like, well, what are we going to do without, you know, having our shows as as some of them are slowly coming off the air, you know, Atlanta, we're, we'll be waiting a little bit on the reunion. Uh, Family Karma's three done. Three part
2: and, reunion, mind you. <laughs>
1: yeah. Three parts of a Zoom. Very curious on that. Wow. But I see why Bravo spacing it out because I think if they continued with their schedule, as much as I want as much Bravo right now as anybody like please trust me like I know it's hard for us and we're going to go over on this one I know we will we go over on all of them right now because there's so many shows it's like what if it goes down to three we're all gonna be so bored what are you gonna do if you just have Sunday Tuesday Thursday of Bravo but what are you (laughs) gonna do then when come August it's zero new Bravo like that to me is the scariest reality so as much as I want Potomac right now and I want to see all these other shows start picking up it's like, I, I need us to space it out because I cannot go without fresh Bravo content. Oh, no.
2: And we are watching like six shows. I had a friend ask me, she's like, how are you and Abby keeping up? And I said, honestly, quarantine living has saved us <laughs> because yes. it's given us some time while we're working from home, multitasking a little bit to catch up and watch during the day. Otherwise, if I was, we're both working moms, we work full-time jobs. This is something we do because we love it and it's fun.
1: But I don't know how the hell I would have
2: found the time I don't think we to- could have
1: done as many shows. I think, and I mean, if you look back at times, we like, we didn't do Shaw's and we didn't do, uh, we really didn't come for summer house last year either. And I think we were trying to keep it smaller. And now it's like, you know what? No, everybody has nothing but time. If you're listening to this podcast right now, like, I don't think you're listening to it because you're so busy. You want just a quick five minute rundown of Bravo. You're like, I want to connect with, with us. You want to connect with people and you want to hear what's going on. Like, what people's thought is on all the craziness of Bravo, which I guess we better just get into it. Otherwise we're, gonna yeah, we should just get into podcast. it.
2: Exactly. I mean, this is also because Abby and I love talking to each other too. And we also you I, know being in isolation, haven't talked to a lot of people on the, like
1: verbally. I miss us <laughs> <I miss it laughs> so, so much. Nice. Like, I zoom all my customers, like sometimes like, Oh, I didn't know we're turning on our camera. I'm like, yeah, I really miss people. So you can look at <laughs> my face if you want to. I also should add everyone. I did have a slightly strong margarita before doing this it was so delicious Woo! so um yes, I'm feeling it like kind of gail kick in like I'm not like I mean I, I'm not slurring my words but uh yeah, I'm feeling it I'm feeling Giovanni you guys Woo! all right so with that <laughs> family karma <laughs> fourth wall like I I mean I didn't, Do we even call it the fourth wall when it's just always existent? I love the fact that the producer stepped in with Anisha. We're like, not to get too far ahead of myself, but it's just like they're there. They're asking them questions and they're not editing out the part of the producers just straight talking to them while they're filming.
2: No, I, I don't think I've seen that. Lo- the only time I've seen producers like step in is usually when there's a confrontation involved. Yeah. But not one where there's a really heartfelt moment. So in this scene, Anisha is having an open conversation with her mom about her relationships and her futures and wanting to have children and about freezing her eggs. Her mom is not really into it. She said the old-fashioned way, which I felt like her mom would be fine if she just got randomly knocked up and got
1: pregnant, which I'm like... I know. I was like, you, would you rather just be pregnant without like a male figure. Now there's nothing wrong with that, but it sounded like her mom's like, I want you to do it the old fashioned way. It's like, I guess just have a one night stand, Anisha, and your mom will be thrilled.
2: I know that part was, uh, that's a little, I mean, cultural, culture, generational aside, all that aside, I'm just like, let just the girl do what she wants, freezing her eggs gives her more time to find that right life, life partner. But anyhow, she broke down in that conversation and a producer came just to check on her and she said she wanted to go home and it was just very, real like my heartfelt went out to her and I, I don't feel like we see enough of that on um, Bravo I think vulnerability although scary as a viewer it's very um refreshing and just makes
1: you connect to that person more it's so authentic like the, it it just looked like the producer truly cared I also have noticed when the fourth wall is broken with family karma which breaks it more than any other they have a lot of Indian st- like I don't want to say staff but Indian employee like a lot of the employees working on family karma are Indian. I don't know if that was done intentionally or not, but anytime the fourth wall has been broken and you see a producer or somebody that's kind of typically behind the counter come forward, uh, they are Indian. And I think that makes it even more genuine to me that I think maybe that producer could relate to Anisha for all I know. She's gone through the same struggles and she wanted to support her and help her through it. I just, I thought it was really sweet, but I also felt so bad for Anisha because I think the pressure and the reason why she's like, breaking down and so hard on herself it's just like nothing's good enough like she's not dating anybody right now so she's probably not that close to marriage which means kids aren't that close so she just wants to freeze her eggs almost as like a letting her mom just like take a a deep exhale that okay like we have a little bit more time and instead her mom was almost more hurt by that than the fact that Anisha isn't married so I just felt like for her for Anisha my heart broke because it's like she can't do anything right right now unless she's married and having a kid.
2: No. And it's fucking 2020. Like let the girl freeze her eggs. is not the end of the world. It's a, it's a lot of people Look do it. Sheena. Sheena Marie. She's doing it. Tinsley's. I mean, a lot of people, Bravo labs aside, a lot of people have done that. And considering she's in her mid thirties, I hate saying that considering we're pretty much in our mid thirties. It's a security blanket as a woman. Unfortunately, after you turn the age 35, your eggs, your, your, the number, like your egg count goes down. There's fewer healthier eggs. There's all this shit that happens to you. And it's just, I think if anything, it's just like extra security that you're going to have enough,
1: um, yeah, I think that embryo. I mean, I'm all for it. I've had friends who have frozen their eggs or friends that are considering it. And I, I mean, I think just as a friend, it's your place to be supportive with something like that not necessarily judge someone or tell them to do it, not to do it. Just say like, whatever you do is going to be the right decision for you. And it's a very personal decision, but I totally understand why women 34, even 33, 32 are considering freezing their eggs because who wants to feel like at the age of 36, they just have to rush a relationship and have a short Mm -hmm. engagement and get pregnant on their honeymoon. I mean, there's a reason why some of these things should take time. And I, I hope that we don't see a lot of women rush into this and then end up divorced with a kid at 40. I just think, you know, it just is allowing people more time to really think about their life, maybe focus on a career a little bit longer or hopefully throughout, you know, I mean, you don't have to stop working just because you're a mom, you and I are continuing to pursue our careers, but I just, it's giving people more time. I fully support it. I think it's great that Gigi went after it too for herself. I think she's like, I want to have a kid and I'm going to do it. And I think we Science is, is available to make that happen. And if that's what you want, then go do it.
2: Absolutely. And so the rest of the episode was mainly the, engage, the
1: engagement party, $40,000 engagement party. Remember? I made a note, though. Technically, it was 42000 He made a point of saying it was 40000 and then let all of us know it cost $2,000 for the heater. I thought it was very tacky that he was talking about the price tag on it. I know it's a reality TV show, but I'm like, couldn't you just say it was very expensive?
2: I think too, because the show, they haven't been showy about money in general. Like you see on a Beverly Hills with people's cars and super flashy that I was like caught off guard <laughs> by it. Not in yeah. a, that's only really a bad way, but I was just like, oh, 40,000. And usually I feel like I wait for those, like the little pop-up on Bravo shows <laughs> where they put like the, the never price the tag on everything. You always get the pop-up. Yeah. Yeah. That you get the, well, I didn't have it on this show, but I was like waiting for it. Like $40,000 wedding. Cake costs, yeah. you know, those sure, types of the food.
1: There was a ton of food there.
2: Yeah. But, I, I mean, I kind of wish I would have done it. Might as well. If you're going to say it's $40,000, show us what, how I yeah. got there. Uh it, it was a, a nice ceremony. It was pretty. Yeah. I don't know much about that.
1: I don't all. either. Uh, I think it was, I mean, so it was, I think it was great that they're exposing a lot of us who wouldn't necessarily get to experience. Is it puja? The puja ceremony? Yeah. Like, I would never, I mean, I'm, I most likely will never witness one. If I ever got invited, I'd be thrilled. But it was fun to get to watch it on TV. Uh, but really, I don't know. Did you cry at the part about uh, Nicholas and Amrit's mom?
2: Yes. I did. I first, okay. So I have to say, in watching that conversation, Nicholas, I, I totally would understand the position where he's coming from and how weird would it be that you're so proud to be in this relationship and you don't hide it anywhere else in your life. But in this moment you feel kind of shamed by it. And I kind of felt like Amrit, yes, culture things aside, I, I felt like he could have had his back more. So I was actually a little surprised that Nicholas like just confronted his mom without him there. Maybe he knew it was going to happen or not, but I thought Lavinia handled herself beautifully in that moment. I thought it was a very, real, like, oh, she didn't mean any harm by it, that she loves him and that his family looks up to him like he's already their son. It was very, very touching.
1: So sweet. And how about when the father said he has three aces because uh, in Indian culture, they call their sons their ace. I don't know why, but that, I think it really touched me because I don't think it's uncommon to see, even in cultures where they're not as accepting of members of the community being gay oftentimes it feels like the mom is the first to kind of come around and accept their son. And it seems like it's harder for a father to accept that his son is gay. And so I just love that the dad said, I have three aces. Like he totally accepts Nicholas as one of his sons. And it was just, it was such a sweet moment. I know one of our favorites, Donald, the prima Donald, I'm sure you're following him, interviewed them and he went live on the Bravo TV uh, Instagram account And he was talking about how he was bawling in that moment too. And it was, I don't know. It was just a very sweet, really emotional moment. I was glad they captured it and showed it and aired it. Same. It was very unexpected.
2: Considering we haven't seen much of Nicholas either. And the dynamics of their relationships. Granted, it's been an episode show. But it was was unexpected, unexpected in a
1: good way. Do you think we get a season two? I think we'll get a season
2: two. And I was like thinking about this as I was. I was thinking about this and I was thinking
1: would this show benefit from just being 30 minutes long instead of an hour? Yeah. I feel like there's shows in the past that used to be shorter and now all of them have moved to one hour, but I, uh, I think it could benefit from a 30 minute episode. I just think,
2: and you know, just to keep it interesting for the viewer, like you and I talked about like last week, kind of like, man, this is kind of boring. Like, I just think given the dynamics of this group, I just I don't know that they're going to deliver give us a twenty episode season housewife type drama. I'm not saying we necessarily need that, especially since we've talked about the shift in reality TV. I just think they're going to have to be more. Some of the people, not to call any names, <laughs> Monica, you're just going to have to have be more willing to open yourself up more. Like yeah. I don't need to see you dance. You know what I mean? Like if I'm to right. watch. I want to get to know or... you more.
1: Yeah, really I'm over ready. The, for the engagement party. I'm like, are we actually gonna see the party? I felt like they were getting ready for 20 minutes.
2: Yeah, and even you know, Brian and Monica's relationship. I've dragged on for eight episodes. And at first I was kind of into it, and then now I'm like, I don't fucking care. So yeah. I just think to keep things kind of fresh and interesting, I wonder if a 30-minute would benefit. But I don't know that Bravo has a ton of 30-minute shows.
1: No, they used to have more scripted shows. Do you remember Ad Mom out? I never watch that, but I know a lot was, of people who like it. It was it. really funny. And that was 30 minutes. I'm trying to remember what else was a 30 minute show. But yeah, I think that it's worth entertaining for them. But uh, I guess, I mean, they're not going to get a reunion. So I guess it's just going to depend on the ratings. It seems like oh, really you know like what? It.
2: They did get a season two. I did see this somewhere. Oh. I'm Googling it right now as we're talking, but I'm having flashbacks. They're, are They are getting a season two.
1: I mean, clearly they're not filming yet.
2: No. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure they're getting a season two. Fairly certain. We can look it up after this, but um, I feel like they
1: are. But we'll, well see. Well, there we go. Uh, Time to move on to another show that we love that we hope will continue to get seasons, uh, many seasons to come. Shaw's. And as I was watching this, I was watching it with Kevin. I was actually surprised he was willing to watch it with me because he's not the biggest Bravo fan. And <laughs> when MJ was like backing up and then she turned around and we saw her bare ass. He's like, that is a really big ass. And I don't know why I was like, the bigger the ass, the bigger the drama with Bravo. <laughs> and he's like, that needs to be on a t-shirt. And then he continued to watch. And he was like, oh my God, you're right. Like even the guys that have big butts are causing the drama. So just want to say the, the bigger, the butt, the bigger, the drama with Bravo.
2: Oh my God. That's
1: hilarious.
2: This episode was really interesting. I, yeah, I mean, I feel like we covered a lot in this up. Ep- this episode covered a lot. I will say, sir- Okay, so I've been surfing before, and surfing takes up so much of your fucking core, and it's a lot harder than it looks. I'm actually surprised that MJ did that. Surely, I don't know how many weeks post birth she Shams was at that is like point. Three
1: months, which really isn't like that long. I guess post-birth. yeah,
2: but it's just so much on your core, and if you're not
1: Plus doing things.
2: Yes. Oh my God, that thought. But if you're not doing things to strengthen your core, I just would be so nervous. But anyways, watching her kind of stressed me out
1: a little bit. She she wasn't great at surfing, but she is great at stirring up some shit. I, even as she was talking to Pauline, I'm like, why are you saying this? You're not that close with her. You're not even that close with Mike right now. Like, I guess kind of Mike is maybe the only one who's met Shams out of the group, I believe. Maybe Nima has as well, but it's just so odd to me that she felt like, Oh, I'm trying to repair all these relationships. So what am I going to do? I'm going to talk to Pauline about how horrible Persian men are and how I'm so glad I didn't marry a Persian man. It was just super
2: shady and it would okay. So if it were to be funny, it's like, they're all in their group and she, and like, it would have to be a group setting where you would maybe make a joke like that. Like, I don't know, like something a Persian if one of the guys said and be like, oh, well, that's why I married Tommy, like something like that, like it could maybe be funny, but it just seemed really shady. And maybe we're the producers are doing her dirty and we didn't see the full conversation, but the snippets that we saw and that they shared, it seemed pretty shady.
1: I love how Mike just confronted it, though, and then said in his interview, like, yes, I'm I'm upset with Mercedes that she said this. But um, I appreciate her apologizing. And he was still for the most part very like cordial and nice to her at the dinner. I I just I'm loving this mic. I can I can't believe I'm saying that. But he's just I don't know the way he just addresses stuff while also being like a nice, decent person. It it's really a good look on him. Oh, are you like in, attracted to Mike? Are you I think you I'm know? seeing like a mic <laughs> that is like husband father material and I never felt that way. So I I want him and Pauline to actually maintain this relationship. I love the idea of him being a stepdad. I think that's like almost a perfect role for him. And then eventually I think they will have a child of their own.
2: Yeah, no, I he's really come a long way. And I feel like he's handled himself. He's really mature. Like he just yes. seems a lot more mature in his responses and pretty level-headed. And it's like, okay, I'm not going to do this whole song and dance. Maybe it's so many seasons of being on that show. <laughs> he's seen how, it, how it's played out. But he's like, you know what? I'm just going to address this here and there, which I appreciate it. But another couple, would you like to see Gigi and Nima?
1: Well, I mean, in past seasons, they I, I can't believe they said they've never hooked up. I thought for sure they hooked up and we didn't see it. But in past seasons, it was very heavy flirting. And I was just about to say, as responsible and great as Mike is, he's not lost his like fun, playful side either. And I love that he kept convincing them to try to like kiss. And like then he's having this deep conversation ggr and of course pauline this time she is the persian lady gaga a hundred percent but she came in and totally killed the move i was like oh like she didn't even realize that pauline was like an ultimate cock block in this episode
2: oh yeah i was i'm like producers why didn't you show us the late night stuff they were drunk i guess there's just enough. like they have some footage of it i'm like why couldn't we see more of that yes. LS oh, summer house with like, a timestamp. that's my, my
1: favorite us. part about somehow, summer house it's like they leave and we get like two shots of them drinking at the bar like that ah, it's usually something on like a cell phone and then it's like 3 52 a.m and they're back in the hot tub i'm like whoa these producers aren't wasting time like
2: yeah but i was hoping yeah I was just hoping that we would have saw that. I mean, they did oh Gigi. I thought it was hilarious the with were being high and wet. That was the best and thing. The bugs the eyes. <laughs> and like the... <laughs> it was so funny and the was fire great. guy and everything. But I will say, I give Nima credit. He's a class act. Like it sounds like he really could add his cake and eat it too, and he seemed like he's like, nope, I'm not going to do that. And I commend him for that. Given it sounded like he was, yeah. like pretty if he could drunk just in fix
1: those chiclets in his mouth, I would find him a lot more attractive. I just can't. <laughs> they're a little less white. I'm like, you need to that's chuck some too. coffee. I mean, it's too much. It. They are very, very white.
2: Very also white. though. Thoughts I mean. on MJ and Reza. I,
1: yeah. it's like, I feel okay. like it's like every episode, it changes with them. I thought, okay, like maybe they really are going to make progress. And now I feel like I'm starting, and I know you made a note of this, too. I'm starting to see why they're still not friends in present time. I don't know if they ever get over this. I really don't know if they do.
2: I so I made my basically my note was like I feel like if they were both single and didn't have significant others I feel like they would be friends again or they would be friends and it wouldn't be so hard but I think Tommy and Adam's distaste dislike for Reza and MJ is what's going to stand in their way and they're pretty loyal to their men so I I'm starting to see that more and more as we we're watching it and I share this to our stories tonight but it sounds like we're gonna have a watch what happens live episode with mj tommy uh, reza and adam which i found very be the interesting most and weird
1: ever. uh i also think that when reza and adam get divorced and i said when not if when they get divorced i think there'll be a little bit more reconciliation between mj tommy and reza i really think that He's going to place all the blame on Adam. I mean, they're, and they're not going to last much longer. I give them a year and a half at best. There there you go. Hot take. Uh, Okay. Let's talk about Roni because literally the, God, maybe the best Roni episode ever. So much is happening. Luann is almost a sexual predator in this episode. Like she is hardcore flirting with any. Pretty much any guy with a pulse who's over the age of eighteen and under the age of eighty.
2: I th- thought it so funny. I love that the tennis instructor like rejected her, like it wasn't, and he did it actually in a very polite way. But he was just like,
1: "That was I mean, no, I'm, I don't see totally anything." Down, but but I then like, the dog groomer <laughs> was like, "Yeah, I'll give you a massage." And her, her face, like, I'm like, "Are you trying to pretend like you're having an orgasm right now to like turn them on?" It was so weird like what are you doing and why would you ask a dog groomer for a massage
2: I just think these women is clearly we still see this in this episode I feel like the more that they've been on television the zero like fewer yeah. fucks they give like in terms of their actions and stuff they're like I'm gonna be like this but she's clearly thirsty for some d- I mean, Sonia might as well give her Luann a vibrator because it sounds like she needs it. But it was so entertaining to watch. I love that
1: Ramona's like, oh, we're having we're just going to eat dinner at my house. It's just me. The ladies just drinking, having fun. And Ramona invites this man over and comes to find out she like invited over tons of men. And this is the only guy who showed up who apparently tried to give get Luann's number. And Luann said she never gave it to him.
2: Oh, it was so funny, and Sonya, Sonia. Ramona, always too. I mean, I think it's funny that later on she leaves the party, but they all get shit faced because they did like a—I don't know if know—it was with beer like champagne or, and vodka and
1: this <laughs> yeah. one time in college. I think it was uh, in between the summer between my freshman and sophomore year. I played tequila pong, and oh my! I God, mean, I can serious? tell you how it ended. Actually, I can't. I don't remember. Like I've been told all of us blacked out and it was not good tequila. It was awful. And so I was like almost gagging just, I was having flashbacks to the few memories I have of that night.
2: Oh my God. Well, yeah. Well, just watching them, I was like, Oh, this is cute. They're doing it in like, um, a cute martini glass. And I was like, Oh, this is like the 30 plus 30 plus classy beer. I know being very kind because yeah. Yeah. Well, i being I'm kind. Being, yeah. Just being kind. Still being kind, but I'm like, that explains how they oh, yeah. should Oh, yeah. And
1: I also think Leah was pissed off that a guy was so, there. Yeah. She was like, I couldn't tell if she was talking to herself or if she was talking to Ramona's like, housekeeper, who clearly, like, works only part-time because uh, she was not around to clean up the mess later, but uh, it seemed like Leah was so pissed and she was like, that's it. I'm just going to go all in and I'm getting drunk and boy, did she ever. And I... It was like watching A Star is Born, like not the movie, but like just watching A Star be born in front of us was Leah getting drunk and just, I mean, everything she said, the tiki torches. It was amazing.
2: It was incredible. First, it started with the pool, just like getting naked in the pool, the torches, being mad. I've, I've like occupy what did occupy hamptons is what Sonya said which i thought was really funny but just being pissed at everything i love that sonia is like so easy to convince and just oh, got yeah. naked She's like, with okay them.
1: whatever but Tinsley would not take off her bra which i thought was
2: funny. Uh, oh yeah i probably, I don't blame her. I probably wouldn't if i run TV. if I were filming I would not but I thought it was funny and then they came in and then Dorinda was insulted by Leah's
1: nipples Dorinda is such a prude I don't know if prude's the right word I, it was weird it. I'm like why do you care? I mean maybe she's honestly doing her- I love though oh sorry I, was yeah, just saying, so I that, love that Luann, because um Luan kind of stuck up for Leah when Dorinda was acting like a huge prude like Dorinda needs to remove the stick out of her ass that she's had all season so far and she said, would you, what would your daughter say to this? And I love how Luanne goes, well, her daughter knows she has nipples. I thought that was the best. I'm like, "New with a quick quip. And I love it.
2: Uh, Mia, my two-year-old knows yep. I have nipples. She has pointed to them and been like, what's that? And I'm like, well, <laughs> that's my nipple. So they learn at a very, very young age what they are. And I just was surprised. But there were so many freaking moments on this. Episode that you have to almost rewatch, but Dorenda then goes in the bathroom and puts on this like bralette for Leah. And then there, there was a comment about her t- wing
1: butterfly yeah I tattoo. don't know why, just because they put on a bralette and meant that somehow Dorinda saw Leah's vagina, but she's like, What is that? Why do you have this tattoo on your vagina? And Leah said because it has wings. And Dorenda was offended by that. like well oh, she got a tattoo of wings on her vagina. So be it. <laughs>
2: Oh my God. So I love many that moments. Ramona and leaves Leah.
1: and then comes back Go and ahead. is mad at everyone that they didn't clean up. I'm like, I don't know if she realizes. I mean, yes, the outdoors, the tiki torches and all that, but like she was pissed that all the pasta was everywhere. I'm like, you just left it all out and left your house. Like, do you think everyone's going to clean up after you? Even Dorendo is kind of like, it's kind of interesting that Ramona's pissed about this when Ramona does it every time.
2: Yeah, she does it every time. And God, when she left, that's when like Sonia and Leah started yelling at each other about
1: 1985. Um, And then Sonia said something like, I didn't marry the banker. I married the bank. I just thought that was great. So good. (laughs) I
2: also love that Leah goes, fuck JP Morgan. Yeah, I said it. And Sonia then quickly goes, yeah, fuck another one or something like that. So many good moments. If you never watched Roni for whatever reason, like just watch this episode. And I loved how Leah and Sonia made up. Like Sonia's like middle peeing hasn't even wiped herself oh. or washed her hands. And she stands up and like almost I thought they were going to make out, did that I And mean, that's a
1: Sonia move.
2: Yeah, it, it was. I don't know. But it was just so funny. And then we saw, got more footage. The producers did us right with footage more more footage of leah channeling game of thrones and the tiki torches it was just i love how she
1: wow she said that what that an tiki, episode and it's such a good it i don't no i don't think we're missing her i just love that she said the tiki torches represent bullshit like i don't even know what that means but i like it like i'm gonna start saying that from now on but like, you know what i don't like i don't know what i don't i can't even think of something but i i don't like it because it rough rep- i don't like truly's and seltzer drinks because it represents bullshit like i'm just gonna start saying random stuff like that just seeing what people say
2: you should i mean i think we can Let's make, make this happen I, th- I think i think it'll be very receptive considering the True. year we've all True. had so far so i
1: think people will, like, will be uh, on board beverly hills too oh, i really? I was a little worried that it's not I, I know we're only on episode two a lot of times still people but i was worried it was gonna start off strong and that this episode was gonna be a total dud and I, know I like I was kind of floored by some of the things that were said and happened. I can't get over Garcelle. I cannot
2: get over that Garcelle either. And I mean, I am sure we maybe saw a headline about it years ago. But I, my God, one go girl. If I found out my husband had not only an affair but a five-year affair. I would gladly send an email. That's actually a generous thing to do. <laughs> There's a lot more things you could do than send an email. I applaud her for that and I loved her friendship with Allie Landry, which do you remember Allie Landry yes. and Mario Lopez? Yeah, and he were cheated on her. And
1: then Okay, they, I have like, a little cuz
2: he cheated on her. So he cheated on
1: her oh. when we were in high in oh. high school. It was our senior year. I don't know if you're remembering this. And it's alleged that he cheated on her while in Mexico and this girl from our high school, like they did, they they went to Cancun and that's where it like allegedly happened. And yeah. And so she saw him and was drunk and mind you like we're seniors in high school. So this girl is 17 or 18 and she like went up to him. She's a very pretty girl. And I don't want to say her name just in case anybody from my school is listening, but She flirted with him, he flirted back and he invited her back to his room. And she was like, I'm not going to not go home with AC Slater. And all of her friends were like, no, this, I mean, it's AC Slater. Do this. Like, this is amazing. And I don't think it was like clicking. Like it was his bachelor party. He's clearly engaged. She hooked up with him and she said he was so rude. The next morning was like, you need to get out. You can't tell anyone like was freaking out about it. And I don't think she thought anything of it. And then their broken engagement was announced. And it said it was because he cheated on Allie in Mexico. So it was a girl from my high school.
2: Yeah. Oh, my God. I wasn't there. But everyone confirmed, like, no, it was AC Slater.
1: And she definitely went
0: home with him.
2: Well, and I, so I wikipedia this and everything. And the one thing. They also said that he engaged in a threesome during his bachelor party. So I don't know how many nice his bachelor Maybe party was, was. More than but... one. I mean, I
1: don't.
2: <laughs> Maybe it's more than one, but horrible. So I, I kind of can see how those two have probably bonded over their shitty men that they've connected. But I love that. No, it was
1: great. Her. And then I uh, we almost forgot to talk about two in the beginning. Dorit's talking about how she bought the house and it's not in PK's name because of all this stuff going on with him. I don't think there's anything wrong with her having the money to buy a house without him and just putting in her name. Go, Doree. I just don't think that Beverly Beach is making that much money. Like, how did she have the money to buy a house no, without the him? Whole, no, the whole thing was
2: weird. I mean, clearly they were prepped by their yeah. PR people and a- answering the questions from the the producers. But I even like watching them talk. Like, there's. I almost need someone to do like a little like easy. Linear chart for me of all their legal woes because it's hard for me to keep track of PK what he does yeah. or what he did his investments I like versus music. yeah George I, boy George and like I just I think it's all confusion. shady
1: and I me mean, clearly I think he's lying on camera as playing this part like I feel so bad that I don't have money and it's you know you had to buy our house I'm like no you funneled money to her probably to make sure you didn't have to pay anyone to make it seem like you're broke. And now Dorit's buying a mansion. Like this is not adding up.
2: Yeah. I I watch what's happening here. Come on. No one's buying this, but. uh, Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of weird. It's kind of weird. And I'm curious to see, and not to jump ahead to anything that we don't know about, but we heard a lot of rumblings before the season started about Dorit and PK's marriage crumbling. I'm curious to see if, uh, it will I stem from any of this. Or it's the beginning of,
1: true, of but... a divorce, but I'm really, I'm calling that for everybody. I'm not a fan of marriage this episode, people, I guess. I'm just, let's let <laughs> Adam and Reza break up, Dorit and PK. I mean, I don't know. I just. What?
2: How about, well, not Erica and no. Tom, Oh though, my gosh. Right?
1: So I will say. The moment when she was, I love that Erica and Garcelle are so close and Garcelle was talking about like how important her kids are and how it's going to be hard to date because her kids will always be her priority. And just the way like Erica was talking about Tom and how he embraced her son and understood everything. I, I'll be honest. I thought the allure was kind of like Allah and Nicole, a young, pretty blonde with a son sees a rich older man who is interested in her and goes for it for the lifestyle. I actually really believe that she truly loves Tom. And I think I get it now.
2: Yeah, no, I think, I think so too. I mean, it's just like she said, I thought, well, Garcelle, like asked every, everyone asked the question that we're all thinking like, what's your sex life is like. And I love that Erica She's gave like a, a pretty. Yeah. Real it's
1: not wild, but it's, it meets her needs.
2: She has it and meets her needs. And I am I feel like that relationship is probably more fulfilled emotionally in the support. Like not saying she doesn't get it, but you know what I mean? It's not like they're fucking 24 hours yeah. a day. Like he's, right, a few exactly. he's not
1: popping a blue pill and going to town every night.
2: No, but I thought it was sweet. And I also, was that the first time we've seen Erica? I mean, she Mm -hmm. has a weird, cry. no one looks good crying. Was that the first time we've seen her cry like I think so. And the only thing
1: that kind of bugged me about it is when he was like, I'm so proud of you. And she's like, that's all I've ever wanted. It felt kind of like a father-daughter relationship. And I was like, ew, this is kind of icky.
2: Yeah, I've seen so many memes from that (laughs) moment. And it makes me laugh because... It kind of reminds me when Kim Kardashian cries because there's so much Botox. That's it. She's overly Botox.
1: So the ugly cry, it's like, uh, yeah. I don't know. It was pretty funny. Thoughts on Sutton on this second episode. I mean, she wants to tie everything to a yacht. Unintended. And I just, I can't stand her. Just her whole, the way she was acting. And she's like, oh, the mayor of West Hollywood's here. I don't live in West Hollywood. And she's like insulting and rude to him as he was trying to kind of like be the commencement speaker for her new shop opening.
2: Yeah, I I mean, I want to like her, oddly enough, but I just am finding things that I just don't like, that I find her unappealing and just not really yeah. feeling.
1: And I but I did kind of like what she said to Teddy, because I thought Teddy was trying to play it off like
2: yeah oh my god I forgot about Teddy Teddy was like yes
1: tells everyone about her all-in thing which you know great I mean I think she knows it's not everyone's cup of tea which she said and but basically at the party for Sutton's I don't know what you'd call it like a shop store of some store opening all sorts of random things in there but Teddy was like I mean if you guys don't want to go I don't care and I like how Sutton's like, well, I was going to go, but if you, if it doesn't matter to you and you don't care, I'll spend my time elsewhere. I was sort of proud she said that because I thought it was really rude of Teddy to imply that it was no big deal. And they get mad that like people were saying they didn't want to go. Like, and it all started because Dorit said she couldn't make the whole thing.
2: Yeah. I thought she came in hot and I'm trying to give her, I mean, being hormonal and pregnant, like, I, kinda, I don't know if it was just, I think in general and not, I, I don't think Teddy handled herself well, but I think in general, she tends to get really defensive really quickly instead of just like hearing it out. And then she says shit, like, I don't care if you come anyways. Like I,
1: I, I just thought <laughs> she I handled it. I did love it. how Garcelle in her interview was reading the text and was like, if you can't make it, no big deal. And girls, was like, good. Now I don't have to go. I was like, I feel like that's me pre-quarantine on every social event. Oh, Abby,
2: I didn't realize like how you're not. I am either like like all in or I'm
1: not. I don't like, like, I like things that are a little bit more organic and it's just like hanging out or it's just like, uh, like a fun day, like going to Mizzou and we have a basketball game, but then we're just going to drink and go around. I don't like when it's like super planned and like a big deal got it see I'm like the
2: person who has like every
1: weekend filled in I love having it filled but I don't like having it filled like for the next eight weeks like I don't I won't well it's ironic right now because I have nothing planned for eight weeks but hypothetically quarantine's lifted I don't want every weekend to be planned with like a kid's birthday party and then somebody's like then a a grown-up's birthday party and then somebody's doing like a party at their house it's like sometimes I just want like but oh, it's Friday night. No one's doing anything. Who wants to come hang out on our back porch? Like I like that type of social event. Ah, uh, got it. Yeah, but got it. Got so it. anyway, I like the events where I end up
2: dancing on tables. Oh, I'd love to end
1: up on a table dancing,
2: days, especially now that I'm carrying a child. Quick question:
1: <laughs> Do you? I made this <laughs> comparison because I couldn't figure out why Kyle was like, I don't know what it is, but I like Sutton. As Sutton was basically telling her to start calling her athleisure line a yachting line, which was hilarious. Do you think it's because Kyle's just drawn to people with bad bangs? Oh. <laughs> oh. I mean. Abby.
2: Um, Yeah, I think it's just like that. Maybe it's like just the money thing. Like they both
1: like. I, don't I know. feel I like Kyle doesn't idea. show I her guess money it's off the way Sutton does. Like I love that Erica said I guess it's a possibility. You don't have to say it's couture about Sutton's outfit. Like Sutton's like it's couture target. Not really. But like, I mean, it was just kind of like, it wasn't
2: necessary. Yeah. She's trying real hard to make a name for herself.
1: She's trying real
2: hard. It's like, it's viewers look at me like I'm legit bitch. Like I'm have, but you know, she's trying real hard. I don't know. I, I don't really know. I feel like based on what I've seen on the social medias, it sounds like Rena and Kyle seem to be pretty receptive to Sutton, but maybe they're seeing something yeah, i was, was gonna don't. say maybe, maybe she's buying herself.
1: that's exactly like, what like i gifts. thought i don't know
2: i don't know um, from Sony, yeah, but I mean, i'm not into it
1: so we will uh try to remember what the drama is for this upcoming week i'm trying to remember the i mean we've seen like seven i don't movies. remember so our oh, well, hard to be sure dramatic remember, there's so many oh kids. it's teddy crying at a dinner table i remember that. So there we go. Oh, nothing like making a hormonal pregnant person look back and see her raging hormones on camera. I like cringe for Teddy because if there was a camera following me while around while pregnant and I had to rewatch it, I would not be pleased
2: um if you if anyone saw me now in quarantine any <laughs> everybody would think i'm fucking psychotic because of my emotions like i can't like hot or cold i've been better I, a few were tears recently but they would think i'm crazy so now i I feel horrible yeah. for her and you That's can't hide behind recording. alcohol
1: uh so summer have. house oh summer like, house. i don't know how many more episodes we have left i just i think they said i know because in this this episode they said like two one more summer, maybe though, i was like oh. <sighs> No, I'm loving it. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I can't, I feel like every time I think I've had people figured out on Summer House, they surprise me. I was so anti Jules and Carl. Now I kind of like it. And I think Jules just, I don't want to say she's a hornball, but I think Jules just wants to hook up. She's like, I'm young and I'm hot. I don't need a committed relationship. I'm not looking to get married and have kids in the next year. I'm just going to have fun. Yes.
2: I feel like she's like Samantha Jones. That's what, like I was sort of like someone who just is very comfortable with their sexuality, does not care, and is like very fine, like doesn't care that Carl has hooked up with that, like just is like in it to get it. And that's it's not, I mean, in watching her and and the even with Jordan and, and now Carl, like and Craig, like, it doesn't seem like she's no, <laughs> doesn't seem like she's like. Stage five clinger. She be my it Yeah, She, she just sick. seems I just like, want to, hey, have, I just
1: want to have to want get sex. But something. although her and Carl have not had sex yet. I have felt so bad for her when people, when Amanda, I think it was just Amanda. I was not saying say when people, but I think everyone figured it out really quickly. Amanda originally thought it was Jules and said Jules and Carl are having sex with the door open. And it was Hannah and Luke. And it was loud.
2: Very loud. Although the producers did hannah dirty because yeah, there's sounds from okay, Luke probably coming
1: and they only jules like jules heard heard sounds. i heard. like her tennis court sounds i knew it and then they like producers clipped back and just like played her grunts while she was playing tennis i was like oh my god they kind of did hannah dirty on that too
2: They did. They did. I mean, okay. What's your take on that? Those two and the drama between Paige, I, Paige and, Amanda, and Amanda are like, jumping what are
1: way too much. But I also think Hannah doesn't do a, a good job of like drawing the line in the sand. Like she says that they had a conversation and they're just friends and that's the way it is. And then she finds out that he like hooked up and had sex with another girl. And as our friends are yelling at him, she pulls him aside and one on one, like, talks to him and then they kiss and make out and she hooks up with them later. I think she needs to be honest with her friends and be like, do I think he treats me the way I want somebody that I'm spending the rest of my life with treats me? No, but I can't explain it. I'm attracted to him and I'm just going to have fun with him this summer and it's nothing serious. So if he's going to hook up with other people during the week, I'm okay with it. I wish you would just say that. I just, and I think that's why Paige and Amanda get so heated about it because they think that he's like, doing like something wrong and like leading Hannah on, but I don't think he is. I, I, is I know he a he's so boy. sweet and so cute, but I also like I'm seeing him live right now or seeing him like he's gone live with Hannah and there's like, they've posted pictures of one another. I don't know. Like that's not really fuckboy boy behavior. What do you think?
2: I kinda think I kinda think he okay, he's so he's annoying because he's so much in his own head. I think he everything he's projecting in terms of like, I like you and I don't want to mess this up and the past engagement, I think his thing is that he doesn't want to get hurt. He always acts like I don't wanna hurt Hannah. I don't want to sleep yeah, I think it's him. Like I think he's just putting up a wall but doing it in the most awful way. But I mean, I do. The one person I was like, yes, yes. I agree with you. It's like Lindsay. She's like, just let them live. Like, I feel like in friendships, we've all had a friend who's dated someone we don't like. I think you can say something once and give like your two cents. But after that, right. unless they're in danger <laughs> in any way, I think after that, you just got to let it go and – don't engage in it. Just let it happen and they'll your friend will come crawling back to you because they always do if it doesn't work out. But I, I just think, I think they kind I of pushed on it in a words
1: too much. Avelsa, let it go. Just move on. Yeah, let it go. But I'm so it needed glad. To happen. Like I'm actually glad that they finally like, had all this flirtatious behavior. And clearly it uh I Don't know how to say it. I mean, clearly, it was very enjoyable for Hannah, unless she's really good at faking it.
2: I, I think <laughs> it was, was a mutually
1: enjoyable. beneficial hookup. I don't it know. Like. That seems like a lot of work to make. And with that, our final show, we're only yes. at 45 minutes, only 15 minutes over. You know what, people, if you
2: I mean, I think we can just talk about. Yeah. Which so side I do want to say,
1: I thought it was really weird though. That band Sheena band. brought us a, a medium for Dana, who's lost her mom. As someone who's lost a parent, I do talk about it like, I wouldn't say like super openly, but if someone was like, oh, what does your dad do? I'm like, oh, my dad actually passed away. Like, I will, I mean, I tell people that. But it's not something that, like, if I'm not best friends with you and we've had a really weird, rocky start, that I'd want a medium to be there and have like speak to my dad through me and have that person sitting there. Like, don't you think that was so weird?
2: Yeah. Yeah. It just, to me, that felt very scripted. And it backfired. Like, Dana's reaction backfired. Like, this seemed like a nice thing and with the producers. I don't yeah. even think it was... I do think Sheena does mean well. Like, deep down inside. I really do think she genuinely means well. But to very me, true. this seems like an orchestrated storyline.
1: All right. Let's jump into it. So are you team Stasi or team Kristen?
2: Okay. I... So... Right now, I'm kind of leaning towards Kristen. Based on what we saw in the episode, I've been, based on what I've been seeing, I've been leaning towards Kristen. I feel like Stassi and Katie have been mean, and it just, to me, felt like there's always something missing from the drama. I sent you an article that I saw, and whether I think Stassi and Katie went on her podcast, but they basically are saying their falling out has more to do with the fact that. Kristen, they had a conver- they had a meeting about filming, which again shows how scripted this Damn show is. But how Kristen was like, I need to um, like show more of my life. Help me do that. And or so I don't even I'm butchering how I'm wording that. Yeah, she's basically like, Kristen's like, doing the opposite, more
1: authentic. I want to show like and, all aspects of my life, not just like I think part of what it was too is like she's wanted everyone to think her and Carter were perfect. And now that that's been exposed, she's like, I just need to realize that like I need to show all of it and not try to like make that look better because it made her look, I don't want to say weak, but it just made her look like she couldn't get rid of Carter. And so she just needs to be more like honest about her life. And Katie and Stassi feel like she just plays the victim now. I. <sighs> well, one, I, should, I feel bad for Bo. I don't know. What He's do you stuck think? stuck between a rock and a hard place because he was friends with Kristen before he met Stassi and Kristen introduced him to Stassi. So he would not have met the woman that he is engaged to now and plans to spend the rest of his life with, had it not been for Kristen. And so I get this weird, almost like allegiance to this person. And then feeling like you can't continue that friendship because the person you love is mad at um, that person. It just might be so weird. I, but I feel the worst for Kristen because I feel like whether or not she's playing the victim and her and Stassi and Katie are really is a friendship that's coming to an end and they're all outgrowing it. They still have a business together. And I felt like Stassi and Katie were acting like such little like princesses about it where Kristen's like, you know, at the end of the day, I do want this business to be successful. Like I've put my name in it. I'm, I'm proud of what we've done here. And it's like, they did nothing to help for the event. It seemed like they just showed up and ordered their drinks. Kristen had stuff running. She knew like what needed to be done and the second they got there, she's like, "The guy's getting uh, the dry eyes, and he's doing blah blah blah." Like they didn't even say, "Like this looks great, you did so good." I just felt so bad for him. Like she's carrying all the weight, and no one's even acknowledging it.
2: Yeah, and I also think if Stassi and Katie feel like she's not being authentic, yeah. like why not break that fourth wall and just call her ass out while they're filming? Like, I mean, there's enough shit that's happened between them all. That's been a lot worse, in my opinion. Why not just say it? Like, why not just say like, hey, this is going against everything that you've told us behind, like when cameras aren't on, like you're being very too, like, just put it fucking out there. So I don't know. I I just, I don't know. I kind of been going a little bit towards Kristen, just because I feel
1: like, Stassi and Katie, even if that were and to be I true, like I just think they've been really, really. I think you also have to recognize, even if it's valid, where it's stassi has outgrown her friendship with Kristen, and some you know coincidence at the same time, Katie has outgrown her friendship with Kristen, it still is Kristen losing two friends, and those two people are like seemingly closer than ever, and that's hard. Again, this is why friendships with three just do not work out. Somebody always. Yeah, someone's always left out. And, I was just say, if yep. you are a person who has like a group of, it's you and two other people that feel like your best friends. If you don't ever feel like you're the one who's been odd man out, you're making somebody else feel odd man out and think about it. Because I just think it, that is a horrible position to be in, where it feels like it's two against one and there's nothing you can do to win. So heavy shit. No, Wait, let's let's end it no, on a high nope, note. Who nope. is our shout out? <laughs> oh my God, pregnancy brain we you know are giving I, it like, to I, I the star who was born this. right before i us, do have tiki torches the saggy boob queen who just owns it and like doesn't <laughs> care i think she, i love her right. she's like she has nipples and her daughter knows she has nipples who
2: has nipples the amazing
1: <laughs> is it leah mob yeah what is what was her maiden name though yeah, why am i leah mob it was an ass well, Le- I think that was—I don't know—I just know that's her Instagram. Not her Mary name; she it's wasn't Le- married. It's out. Lea Mom. Um, oh my god, that part—we uh, posted her high school picture. Uh, was it like Sweeney or Mick Sweeney? But anyway.
2: Oh yeah, know. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yes, uh, that's why I'm always oh, like, is it really Leah? That must Mom? be her anyway. stage name. Anyways, it's
1: going to Leah. Our <laughs> shout out of the week is Leah. We are loving her on New York. She's bringing it. We while we miss Bethany. Just because we loved her. I don't think she's missed on the show right now. And that's because of Leah. So.
2: No, not at all. Nope, not at all. It's been it's been great. It's been a great season. And thank you guys for listening to our – this is not a bonus episode, but it might as well have been a bonus episode because it's almost an hour long. So thank you so much for listening. And please, 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 we've got so many fun things in the pipeline for you guys. And to make us – to make other people find out about it, not only yourselves please leave us a five-star rating. It takes literally like 10 seconds of your time to do, or leave us a written re- review. It truly makes a difference in the algorithms and make us more discoverable. discoverable, And we get to brag to our husbands if we, <laughs> we end up on a chart of some kind. So please, please, please help us out. And if you're not already following us, make fun ass memes on Instagram. You're missing out. Follow us at, at Real Moms of Bravo, and we will catch you all next
1: week. Hi, I'm Allie Raisman. I've been living with migraine for a while. As an athlete and gymnast, I was taught to just power through the pain. Now I use Ubrelvi or Ubrosiapan to treat my migraine attacks. As soon as I feel a migraine attack, I take Ubrelvi, which provides me with quick relief. Once I get relief, I go on with my day. I'm partnering with Ubrelvi to share my migraine story.
2: Ubrelvi quickly stops migraine in its tracks within two hours without worrying where you are. Most people had quick pain relief within two hours. Ubrelvi treats migraine attacks in adults and is not for prevention. It's available by prescription only. Do not take Ubrelvi with strong CYP3A4 inhibitors. Tell your healthcare provider about all the medicines you take. Most common side effects are nausea and tiredness.
1: My hope is that by sharing my migraine story and the relief I get from Ubrelvi, it can help someone else.
2: Ask your doctor about Ubrel V, the anytime, anywhere migraine medicine. Learn more at ubrelv.com or call 844 4 U B R E L V Y. Sponsored by AbbVie.